0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Today is the first Sunday in Advent, and the word Advent literally means arrival, a time of waiting and of expectation. But let's just be honest with each other here. We've already been in a state of perpetual waiting for the last nine months, and it hasn't always been easy or a good place to be. I remember my last semi-normal day, and that was March 11th. We were waiting for my son to get home safely from Europe before everything shut down. Shortly after that, the church's door shut and we went to online services only, and we waited until it was safe enough to meet again, though mainly outdoors, staying six feet apart and wearing masks. We've waited in lines to get into grocery stores to buy toilet paper. And we wait on the phone to get through to a real person who can help us with just about anything. Kids and teachers wait to go back to school. We've waited to hear from doctors if our loved ones will be okay. We wait for a vaccine. And we've even had to wait to bury those who have died in this time of COVID. We've waited in lines to sign up for unemployment, desperate for help. And we wait in lines for hours to get COVID testing. And then we wait to hear the results. And in Dallas the other day, 29,000 or more people waited in lines to get a box of food. Uh, Just yesterday, a two mile long line in Phoenix to get food. These long food lines are happening all around the country. This year we know a whole lot more about waiting and hoping that things will get better. And perhaps if we're honest, wondering where God is in all of this. And asking that perhaps now might be a good time for a miracle or two. And today the prophet Isaiah is asking some of the same questions. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, lamenting the continuing silence of God in the face of the Israelites' despair. And the psalmist pleads, Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. And Jesus, speaking of days of suffering and the sun darkening and the moon not shining or giving us light, And usually I would gloss over these readings and I think about advent wreaths and mangers and babies. But the readings really speak to the world we're living in right now. And I can't overlook that in my rush to the manger. And so this year we enter into advent in lamentation for our losses and for our pain, absolutely knowing what it is to be bereft and to be scared. And perhaps that's our Advent gift, to be able to acknowledge and to tell the truth about those losses and our pain, not to gloss it over. It's real and it's hurt. So this Advent, as we wait for God, We, like Isaiah, remind God that we are all your people, waiting in expectation and in hope. Advent is meant to be a time that should jolt us out of where we're at and where we've been and lead us to where we're meant to be. Rabbi Sachs writes that. Faith is not an acceptance of status quo. Faith is a protest against the world that is in the name of a world that is not yet but ought to be. And so we wait this Advent in faith and in hope for God to break into the chaos of this world and into the ordinary of our lives. Hope is... Being born in the promise of this advent. In the middle of today's gospel, Jesus tells a a short parable about a man who goes on a trip and he leaves his servants, and he never tells them when he's going to return. He just tells them to be alert, just keep doing your jobs, stay awake. I think we're being reminded that our waiting is not a passive thing. It's important that we remember it's not just about waiting for Jesus to be born in the manger. It's also expecting Christ right here and right now, showing up in our messed up world and into our lives. We're called to be on the lookout, to stay awake, to see God's inbreaking into our lives and into the lives of others. And sometimes it's right in front of us and we can't miss it. Like the guy in my neighborhood that's providing 50 Thanksgiving meals to those that are in need or have lost their jobs. A lot of people have offered to help, but his response is, nah, I got this. Just let me know who needs a meal but a lot of times we don't even notice that God is present but he's there in the random acts of kindness by others the donations and help that are given to others without fuss or without fanfare a friend picking up the phone reaching out to check on you how are you doing are you okay One writer says that this Advent is not a season for passive waiting and watching. It is a time for weeping and for wailing for what is, and for opening up our hearts and our souls in active anticipation and renewed hope for what can be. It's a time to allow the holy to break into the ordinary of our lives, flooding us with hope and peace. And allowing us to step out into the world with compassion and with courage, seeking justice and mercy wherever we go, and to listen to the cries of the suffering. This is the work that has been given to us while we wait. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. We, like Isaiah, call on God to come down and fix everything and make everything better but in Advent we're being asked to wait and to prepare ourselves for a child the world is falling apart and God is sending us a baby what was God thinking? but Frederick Buechner describes the incarnation as as kind of a scandal one that requires us to ponder the unpredictability of God. Those who believe in God can never in a way be sure of him again. Once they have seen him in a stable, they can never be sure where he will appear or to what lengths he will go or what ludicrous depths of self-humiliation he will descend in his wild pursuit of humankind. If holiness and the awful power and majesty of God were present in this least auspicious of all events, this birth of a peasant's child, then there is no place or no time so lowly or so earthbound that holiness cannot be present there too. Let us hold on to these words, knowing that the holy can be found all around us if we just keep awake, Keep alert and watch. And so we pray, and we stick together, staying six feet apart, wearing our masks. We love one another. We wait in hope and expectation. Isaiah, the great prophet of the Advent season, announces the good news. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall run and not be faint. And so we wait. Amen.